checking out the new episode of the podcast. My name is Michael Gray. His name is Scott Hershey. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this thing wherever you found it. Spread it to your friends. Tell everybody about it. They need to know about our little old life here in Montana. Um, spread it on your toast. Put it on your hot dog. Right. Whatever you need to do. Don't put it on a hot dog. Do please stuff with it. Please do not put our show on a hot dog. I don't. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with any of that. <laughs> uh, 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 kind of a weird... This is going to be a weird episode because um, uh, this has come in after we've done 26 of these things so far, spanning a little more than six months, talking about life here in Montana. Talked to a lot of uh, people that have lived here, live here, have lived here, then didn't live here, and then came back and lived here again. Pro athletes and musicians and artists and all manner of different people from all walks of life. And we uh, continue to get questions uh, essentially boiling down to, who the hell are you? Right. Um we never really told an origin story. Uh, yeah, you, know. you, you get a couple of different things here, and then on this podcast, uh, you get a guy who has an experience with uh, with coming to Montana, like many people listening have, or like many people want to do, and you get a guy who's raised here his whole life. So, uh, you know, and, then, and and also the broadcast aspect of it. How did we end up in the same room? every morning and doing the podcast and everything that we've been doing for the last several years. And so uh, I guess we'll give you just some of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we did have the, uh, the one guy reviewed the thing and it was a nice review. It was five star. He mm-hmm. hates Montana. He says, yeah, Montana's trash. Uh, but this thing with these two transplants <laughs> is the only good thing in it. There's a lot wrong with that sentence. Montana's not trash, uh, right? We're we're not even probably a top five thousand thing in it, and uh, one of us is not a transplant. Well, and I'll tell you what, you know who hates being called transplants? People who were born and raised here. You know who also <laughs> hates being called transplants? Transplants. So yeah. it's like uh, he was just looking to raise the hackles, and and I guess he did. But it, it came a with a five star review. I right? Can't, I can't even be. That, right. I can't be that upset. Um, you know, he said nice. He said nice things about the show, and then he went on to trash our state. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> He's obviously not been here. Or didn't enjoy his stay, which is possible. It's not for everybody. Sure, I guess. You know, and yeah. I think that as much as anything kind of feeds into how this whole thing got started. Um, you've been here forever. Born um, and raised. You uh, saddled yeah. up a Tyrannosaurus and yep. your great, 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 great grand Hershey yeah. uh, came out here from Switzerland and was like, all right. We're done. And it's funny because, uh, you know, Montana being as, uh, as uh, different as it is from corner to corner and center to middle and top to bottom. I was born and raised in Billings, which is, you know, a lot different now than when I grew up there. But uh, I'm a Montana guy at the core. My my parents were both, uh, well, my, my dad was born in Idaho, but my mom, my own, the whole family born in Billings. But so I've been raised here uh, since the beginning, which is, uh, you know, at, at my age, in my, my mid-50s, I've seen a lot of the change that has happened in the state. And I've also lived in several different parts of Montana, which is different everywhere you go. I And I lived a little bit outside of Montana. So Billings, um, then spent uh, three years in Sheridan, Wyoming, um, went back to Billings for a while, then went to uh, the Vail, Colorado area, Avon, Colorado. How then long were you there? I was there three years as well. I only leave okay. for three years and then I come back. Well, except for your stint in college, <laughs> right. which was considerably shorter. Yes, that was a half a semester <laughs> for a couple of months. And then I was Powell, Wyoming. not so politely asked to leave. Yeah. Um, Powell, Wyoming is the, I don't even know what city to compare it like in, uh, in Montana. It's very small. So uh, then I went to, so I lived in Billings. Then after Colorado, a couple of different cities in Montana, I went to Missoula and then Great Falls and then Helena. So I've seen 
the differences. And it's funny because you see this on uh, like things like social media. There's one uh, particular one where it's the Barbies of Montana. Right. And they'll tell you what Billings Barbie is. Sure. Great Falls Barbie. I've lived in these places. So I can tell you a little bit about the difference. And when I left Billings, uh, which was, uh, and went to Colorado, which was in 1996, um, it was like an eye opener because Billings was Billings. And it was, you know, the the mid 90s. And when I went to Colorado, there was, man, original music and people did things. And there was a little bit of culture. And, you know, I got a little diversity in the music. I went out and did things. I was a single guy. And uh, then I went to Missoula, which was kind of like Montana's version of Colorado, only a little not quite there yet. Yeah, they're trying to keep it weird. Colorado light. Yeah, it was like Boulder. They wanted to be Boulder when they grew up. And then, then I went to Great Falls. And that was like stepping back in time to Billings from the 1990s. Right. <laughs> it's a full circle experience. You can still have a similar experience. <laughs> Great Falls has made it all the way at this point to 2001. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've uh, progressed a little bit. There's some things going on in, in Great Falls. You got a hell of a music back. venue in that town. They've got some good, cool restaurants downtown and then some breweries. And they get, they're doing some things there. But when I when I uh, moved back to Great Falls, my my uh, comparison was people said, "What's Great Falls like?" And I said, "Great Falls, here's what Great Falls is. Great Falls at that time, I said, is a um, it's a guy in stonewashed jeans. You know, this is way after stonewashed jeans were cool. Right. Driving a Primer Nova down the street. That's Great Falls. <laughs> like it's it's that blue collar, very much stuck in time. It was Joe Dirt. Yeah, it was Joe Dirt at the time. <laughs> Great people had a great time there. Was there I'm nine years? Yeah, and then moved to Helena, and Helena is kind of a nice balance of a basically all of those things. Helena, yeah, Helena is a weird place. Um, you know, contrary to contrary to you, I'm from nowhere and everywhere all at the same time. Uh, well, it's kind of confusing where you're from because well, because I've chased radio jobs all you, over the country. Well, and, and where you're from, Detroit is it sounds to us like this big urban center, and yet you have a little country boy in you. Well, no, for sure. Um, grew up, uh, I, I grew up on a dirt road. Uh, driving tractors and baling hay in northern Oakland County, which technically is still the Detroit Metro. My my, my area code was three one three, like the Eminem song and the whole thing. Uh, it is since it be, it went two four eight and then seven one zero. I think I don't I don't even know what the area code is anymore there. But uh, I was there and in in Michigan for a long time. I mean, grew up with an uncle in Helena, Montana, and I would get uh, these Christmas gifts as a small kid from the gold mine where he worked which mm. in my head was the most insane thing possible because everything i knew about gold mines i learned from watching western movies with my dad <laughs> so i pictured the big hat and the hand rolled cigarettes and a horse you know and a pan by a crick yeah and the whole thing but uh yeah we i would get these uh, we would get my sister and i would get rattlesnake tails and oh, the, wow. and the like i had a bright pink it was a hot pink pyramid mine hat mm-hmm. when i was a little kid uh, and then once a year, we would. Uh, my grandmother's Canadian. We would go to her cabin in Canada, and uh, my uncle Russ would usually come out. We stayed there for two weeks every year and fished and lived in the cabin uh, on a little island called the Manitoulin Island. And he would just sit around the campfire every night, telling us about Montana every night. And my parents went uh, a couple of times. My my mom came out. My mom and dad did a road trip. I was never allowed to go because I was little, and my dad didn't want to. And now I've done road trips cross country with my kids and. Tip of the cap, Dad. That was the right call. Um, the sp- yeah. Speed limit was 55 back then. Oh, jeez. It was far. Uh, so, yeah, I don't blame him a bit for not wanting to bring his kids. So I never got to see the place 
until such a time as I was an adult, and again, chasing radio jobs all over the country, I had a job. I was working in sports at the time. I had a job at ESPN in Omaha. I had accepted a job at ESPN in Seattle, and in order to get from Nebraska to Seattle, you have to drive through Montana. And that was my first chance to actually put eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was it was funny. I was doing a caravan with my wife. We had two cars and two kids and a dog, and we're driving across the country to get to Seattle. And we got to Montana, and you're not supposed to text and drive, and don't do that. But she <laughs> did, and I did, and she. I just got this, wow. And because, what area were you driving through? Uh, well, I mean, we... We stayed, oh, hell, where did we say? We stayed in uh, Rapid City, mm-hmm. and then so we came through the little corner of Wyoming that you got to do to make your way up from Rapid oh. City, and then so we got to drive for a day, and we stayed in, uh, we stopped for lunch in Missoula, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we stayed We stayed in Bozeman. No, we stayed in, yeah, that's right. We stayed in Bozeman. We were stopping all the time. We had young kids, so we stopped way more times than I would. Now I'd do that trip with one overnight. Right. Uh, I think we did it in three um, the last time we stayed in Spokane and then drove the rest of the way to Seattle. Well, that was dumb. That's like three and a half hours. But um, so we, we stayed in Bozeman and just, you know, you start rolling into big mountains. Mm-hmm. And mind you, you're driving through Nebraska and then the Dakotas. Wyoming looked pretty good at that point. Like, oh, look, rocks. Right. <laughs> that's, that's something's happening. That's something. There's a rock <laughs> over there. It's really tall. How about that? And then and then I just remember I got the text as we were rolling uh, west of Billings, like, Wow. Yeah, then and you that was see it. it. Then you can see, you start to see it. Right. And so we stayed in Bozeman and we're looking around and I, I'll never forget it because, you know, we were, we were on our way and we were really, it was, it was my first chance to do like a, a big boy job in mm-hmm. radio. You know, you get called up to a major market. It also happened to be at ESPN the year the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl. So there was a lot to be excited about, but we were sitting there in Bozeman having lunch and, uh, and the conversation came around and both my wife and I said, like, Maybe we should just stop here. Like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't bad. Maybe, like, is it going to get better than this? Like, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, the next morning we got up and we got as far from Bozeman to Missoula and we stopped again for a quick lunch and looking around Missoula, going, okay, apparently this is just awesome. And then we hit Idaho and Idaho, that little stretch of the Panhandle, is crazy, yeah, is crazy beautiful. And then we got to Spokane and we stayed, and then we left Spokane. And, yeah, and it gets the other and way. It gets real orchardy for a while. <laughs> yep. And then you hit the Cascade Mountains again in Western Washington. You're like, okay, all right, oh, thank God, because right. uh, I don't know what happened. But um, at the time, I remember seeing the signs to Helen. I'm like, oh man, we could go. How many days do we have to make this trip? Because we would have to go up there and then over around, and that's really not on the way. So we didn't do it. Um, and ended up in Seattle for two years. And then uh, it was a year and a half after my, my job wrapped up in Seattle that the job came open here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just remember talking to you and talking to the guy that owns the Montana Radio Company where we work on our day jobs. And and both of you are like, what do you know about Montana? Yeah. Michigan guy. I'm like, I know all kinds of things about Montana. I've driven all over the thing from left to right and right to left. And I've had family there since the 1950s, and, uh, you know, I'm in. Oh. Yeah, and that was the well, thing. Let me send you a plane ticket. He wants to live here. Step one. Done. Right. I mean, that was the most important thing. And I think going back to your, you know, your transplant comment, that has to be a part of the equation. Do you want what Montana has, mm-hmm. or do you want what you have in Montana? More importantly, yeah. More importantly, do you, do you have to have the things Montana doesn't have? 
That's the that's yeah. the deal breaker for a lot of people. If you want to live near a PF Chang, this right. ain't for you. No. <laughs> if you need if you need fine shop, you know, fine dining or delis and shopping, this ain't for you. Right. Some of those things um, that you have, which are basically like the national chain stuff, we don't have. Like uh, there's one Panera bread. Uh, right. <laughs> You're gonna have to go to Kalispell. It's quite a drive. Yeah. You got two Chick Fil A's, three Chick Fil A's. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we have that conversation um, enough times to know that in any town in in Montana, if you ask the people what they want, they all want the chain restaurant they don't have. Because <laughs> you see it on TV. Whether it's an Olive Garden or a Red Lobster or all these things. And these are all things I've been around my entire life and never went. Do you want to know what? When I, when I was a kid, it was Burger King. We didn't have a Burger King in Billings. And I would see Burger King commercials. Now, obviously, because it's on TV, it's right. much greater than anything you have. Right. And so I was, I was when I went to Denver the first time to visit relatives, I could not wait to go to a Burger King. And I was about fifth grade because I saw it on TV all the time. They made it look wonderful. Right. And I was already familiar with all the other fast food, but that one looked better because it's on TV. And that's what happened. And then you go. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And that's growing up in Montana, even to this point. You see Cheesecake Factory. You see all these things on right. TV that look so much better than what you have. I'll tell you what. You want to be the most popular girl at the party? Build an olive garden in Helena, Montana. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You won't, you won't be able to handle the line uh, Or anything people. else. In, uh, in Great Falls, when I lived there, right. they built the first Sonic. And for the first over a month. They had to have a staging area for the customers to park to wait about six blocks down the road. You would park at the staging area. They had people there with little headsets, and they would tell you when it was okay to drive up the street to Sonic because they had an opening. That's how busy it gets with new th things here, and that happens a lot. Yeah, and uh, it's never worth it. It's just <laughs> no, no. And then, you know, five months down the road, it's just like everywhere else. Everybody's already tried it, and it's kind of over the wave. When I went to the western side of the United States, and you start to see like Jack in the Box and In and Out and these other these franchises they don't have in the eastern half of the country, I'm like, oh man, I got to try that. And then you get there, and you're like, oh, it's a burger and fries. Yeah. Okay. You I know, like a burger and fries. I got no. I don't have a problem. I don't have a complaint. But man, if you had your hopes up, then you walk in, you're like. Huh. Yeah, it's food. Yeah. Is there food? Yeah, there's food. Is it? Uh, do you have as many options as you have in the city? Not Obviously as much food. not. Or, or uh, retail shopping or whatever it is. That's what you right. have to kind of, uh, kind of give up if it, you're well, going to have to move, especially from an urban center to Montana, or or just not care about. And that's you know that's the thing I come back to all the time. You know, uh, you mentioned the the transplant thing, and transplants don't want you to you call them transplants, and the locals definitely don't want you to call them transplants. And it took me a long time, and I've been here, I've been here a minute. It took me a long time to, to just get past that mm -hmm. for me personally, because I'm like, yeah, I'm not from here, and no amount of me living here is ever going to make me from here. Right? Like I can't, I I didn't get a vote on where I emerged from the birth canal, like which zip code I was in. Mm -hmm. My my mom wasn't taking a toll at it. She probably would have preferred Montana. She liked it here, uh, but I just I think you got to. If you're gonna if you're gonna come here, I think you got to develop a little bit of a thick skin about that. You know, I remember having in my first couple of weeks in Montana, I had a couple of people, completely unrelated uh, occasions, say, "You'll never be from here." I'm like, "Yeah, right." And and I didn't get it at the time. I'm like, I didn't say I was. Yeah, like, and I didn't. I don't. And and I think there probably is. There are some people that want to know how long before I can claim local status. Um, <laughs> never.
<laughs> the the answer the answer is never. Oh, I don't know. Some people are, and they've been they've not been here their whole life. So, uh, but but we you know we covered a lot of that last week and the meanness thing. But but I'll tell you one thing about how um, growing up here affected what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Because also being radio, like you said, in radio people travel. I mean, right. jobs change. That you're not going to be in the same place for your entire life uh, for the most part in radio those people no. are very rare it ain't for long you get fired things change you, you lose jobs you there's the people some people climb the ladder for better jobs when i was uh when i was starting out in radio and it's i started to look at what i wanted to do in radio and the natural inclination in this business is to um is to climb the ladder you want to go to bigger markets you want to everybody wants to go to bigger markets you want to get to la or new york right and i just didn't want to i just had no desire because growing up in montana the things that were important to me yeah i enjoyed what 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 that what broadcasting had to offer yeah i enjoyed it i chose it for a reason but i could not get away from the mountains i couldn't get away from hunting fishing being right there being close i couldn't get away from the lifestyle and what montana is about the 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 furthest i got away sheridan wyoming and the mountains of Colorado. I mean, how close can you get? It's not that much different right. for the reasons that I moved there. I want to be able to fish in the afternoons after work. I want to be able to hunt in the afternoons after work. I wanted to be able to be around wildlife and, and go and, and enjoy that stuff. And that was never going to happen in some of the places. I was offered jobs in places like Reno, Nevada. Like, I'm not moving to Reno. I'm just not. It, it was a higher paying job. It was a bigger market. And I was like, nope, I could not do it. It was just too far away from the stuff that I enjoy to do. And I think that that's... That's kind of the same reason why we end up in the same room is because you enjoyed many of those same things and came here for it. Right. Well, and I think that informs there is a there is an added thing. It's it's one thing to, you know, I get local pride. Uh, you know, I'm the, the I'm a sports freak. That's how I ended up working in sports radio for those years that I was doing that. You know, and I'm you know I'm a Detroit native, and those are my teams, and I cheer for them, even though whew, been a rough few years. <laughs> for all of them why are they all rebuilding at once they're all terrible uh but i'm glad that i've been able to experience it. i got to live in the great lakes region you mm -hmm. know and i lived when i lived in michigan i lived all over i lived in the upper peninsula i lived in uh, on the west side of the state i grew up on the east side of the state so i got to see a lot of that and then i got to live in nebraska and you get to live in the in the real Midwest because you always assume in the Great Lakes, well, it's the Midwest. It's not. Um, you get to the Midwest and then you find real Midwest. You get to see Kansas and Nebraska and Iowa and like where all the corn comes from, um, and experience that. And there are things about it. It's it's flyover country, and they mm -hmm. and they know it. Some of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet on the planet live in those places. They're they're wonderful people. Um, and so I'm glad I did that. And then you get to live kind of on the coast. I mean, I was a stone's throw from the ocean when I lived in, uh, in Seattle and I worked right downtown in a busy big city and I got to see stuff. I got to fish the Pacific and I went to Alaska a couple of times and caught fish. And so I got to experience some of that stuff. All of that informed coming here. Mm -hmm. because you start you start to see some things like okay there's a little bit of that and the people are good and there's a little bit of this with the mountains that i like and there's uh i don't know about this trout thing but we can figure that out later and i really like hunting i'm a you know i'm an avid hunter and having never had a chance to really get after anything other than deer was in love with the fact like what do you hunt for yes <laughs> i have a fistful of tickets and uh, I can go hunt for deer, elk, antelope, bear, yeah. mountain lions. You can shoot a coyote whenever you want. Uh, you know, they issue all kinds of tags that you don't get in other places I've lived. So that part was fascinating. And then, like we were talking about last week with the Is Montana Getting Meaner? Spoiler alert. Yep. Um, 
was the fact that there was space, and mm-hmm. the people here value their they value their space, they value their um, ability to exist and chase whatever crazy life they want to chase. It's a part of the culture. It's hardwired right into the brains of the people that are from here. And I was like, yeah, no, that's that's what I'm looking for. Which goes back to my original statement. You know, if you if you're coming here for what's here, you're going to be fine. If you're coming here to bring the parts of what you've got that you like here, and then plant them and hope they grow, you're going to be you're in for a tough haul. It's an uphill climb for the for sure. You know that that mentality where you're like, well, I like this and this and this, but I don't care for that. I'm going to take these things I do like, and I'm going to go to Montana and I'm going to I'm going to make my way that. Eh. Yeah. You know, I would advise against that. Same thing with Alaska. I would advise, you know, if you want to go up to Alaska for what Alaska's got, there's a lot of Alaska to get it. But there's a lot of Montana to get it. But you you got to be careful with bringing in too much of like, well, this is how we do it where I'm from. Oh, boy. And and there is a lot of Montana. And one of the things that, that I've watched you do and that I think uh, is, is especially cool about Montana is as, as big as it is. Uh, and And growing up here my whole life, is that with this massive state, with all of its uh, geograph- geographical diversity, you find your spots, and and that's when you end up with these spots that are yours. Like you, you, it's almost like you you stake a claim to these places right. now. Now, and they're all and there's so much public land that it, you know you don't have to be a landowner to do it. I have places where I go to do my things. I go fishing at certain places that are basically my spots. I go to hunting in places that are my spots. And as big as it is and as busy as it is, and we we see lots of hunters, we see lots of fishermen. Um, Compared to Colorado, though, (laughs) you've got all sorts of room here because the amount of people out when you go to do these things there is still way worse than it is here and and i haven't been there in you know, in 20 some years right but there's these you just find these special places where you're you and your family are going to go camping to some of the places and then go back and go do it again and again because you've discovered something you like you like montana but you've discovered something that you really enjoy about certain parts of this state and i and i and i really love that and and it's kind of been fun watching you do that because uh because we all do it. There's places I've gone since I was a kid. Some of them I haven't visited in years, and when I go back to them, they're still the same. Right? They're still incredible. They they they're they're just they're beautiful, and they have a special spot with you. And you develop that by going back, creating memories, and doing all these things. But with a state as diverse as this, it's not everybody has those same spots. If you go to Colorado, everybody goes to the same lakes. Everybody goes to the same rivers. Right. Everybody goes to the same little towns or campgrounds. All the campgrounds are busy. It's just the amount of people in a state that's smaller, has much uh, less public stuff, and here we are with just this massive amount of room. Well, 144,000 square miles and change is what you've got, you know, here in Montana, the fourth largest state in the nation. And, you know, to that point, some really, really unique ecosystems within that 144,000 square miles. Uh, there are still parts of the state that I that I haven't been yet uh, as far as spending a lot of time. I got up to the northwestern corner near the Canadian border up in the Kootenai and up around uh, uh, Troy this year and got to spend some time. And it's this weird kind of nexus where the Pacific Northwest meets all of Montana's geography because you've got these thick evergreen forests and a lot of things that you see in places like Washington and Oregon Mm -hmm. along the coast, but you've got it with Montana's river systems and Montana's decided lack of population. 
because a lot of those places in, in Washington and, and Portland that are overgrown with forest also have a ton of people in them. So it was, you know, that was one of those where, you know, the wife and I, again, got walking around. Wow. All right. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. This is still Western Montana, but it's not, it's, it's not home. It doesn't look like our house. It doesn't look like where we live. We got the same mountains, but different trees and different uh, growths. And then you go out to the east side and you've got a whole other thing with Western Dakota and that whole kind of idea. You go up to the river breaks, uh, the Missouri breaks on the Missouri River, and you've got a totally different kind of situation there and there are people that just acclimate to that mm-hmm. and that's it man that's it that's right they're gonna put their they're gonna put their stake in the ground and this is it for good to good they're they're never leaving uh and i can't blame them when at I all grew up in billings i was you know i i've loved to fish my whole life i was i mean i took to fishing as a kid like it, it, it was just my thing i just absolutely could not get enough of it when we would go camping and then my family raced cars from the time i was little so our summers were taken up with racing cars but there'd be the rare off weekend we'd go camping and if i could get a fishing pole in my hand that's what i was doing all the time right and on the way when we would drive to these to these camping places or fishing places or hunting places on the way there and on the way back we'd go through these small towns on the way from billings or back to billings we'd go through these small towns that had rivers going through them and i always told my dad i wanted to live in a small town that has a river right through it. Like, I just thought that was the coolest thing to be able to fish like I love to fish yep. right in town. I still do, by the way. We had the Yellowstone in Billings, but at that time, not a good fishery at all uh, in that area of the state. It's getting better now. They've they've done some great things down there with cleaning it up and making it better. Uh, but it, was, it didn't count. <laughs> it was a long ways from my house, and it just was too big and just wasn't a great fishery. But I wanted to live in a place like Lewistown, the big spring creek going through it. Or I wanted to live by, uh, in Big Timber, where, the, where I see the Boulder River going right through town and that was always one of my dreams to do and i got to do it in a few of the places that are even bigger missoula's got rivers right through town i used to fish i used to fish right behind walmart in missoula i used to fish right behind albertson's on a different river in missoula and catch fish like crazy it was awesome and here it's not far to get anywhere so it counts but uh that was always one of my dreams about and that's again one of the reasons i've stayed here and 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 i love this state because that's that's what's really in my blood. Well, and I think that you know finding, uh, kind of finding your corner and and finding your spot is it, that should be that should be the adventure. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and and again, you know, we say this a ton for the for the folks that are coming in from other places, and we know that people listen in California. And it's a cool thing about the podcast is you can look it up. And people listen in Wyoming. People listen in Texas, and you see a lot of all of those plates. See a lot of Oregon plates. Mm-hmm. Saw a Kentucky plate yesterday. It's like, bro, you're lost. What are you doing? It's September. <laughs> it's a long drive. You can chew on the air right now for all the smoke coming from the western wildfires out uh, west of us and blowing into this part of the state. But finding finding those spots and and doing so respectfully and having some idea of you know kind of what you're dealing with when you get in. Mm-hmm. You need to know who you're talking to. You need to know the the population. And and I had a I was very fortunate. I got a head start on that by, you know, with all of the family that I have here. And I think I still have more cousins in Helena, Montana than I do in the entire state of Michigan. Um, big family who just continued making big family when they got out here. And you got to, you know, you pay attention to who you're talking to. Pay attention to what's going on here and decide if it's for you. It's no different than going to a big city. Right. If you were going to move to Manhattan, if you're going to move to New York, you got to know what you're getting into. If you're going to be the Axl Rose getting off the bus on the Welcome to the Jungle video with a 
you know, sprig of wheat in your mouth in Hollywood. Yeah, it is you like better the big do city. some reading. It's also like the people in big city who go to the same restaurant every week. Who go to the same? They they right. stay in part of the town. They just stay in their part. They don't go to the other parts. And it's you know, this is my area. This is what I do. This is where I go shopping. This is where I go to do this. Montana is very much like that. The one thing I do find though is that sometimes you forget to explore a little bit. I mean, you'll never see it all. And right. uh, and and you'll talk to somebody and you'll see maybe they maybe they went on a, a camping trip or a hiking trip or something and you'll see the pictures and you'll say where wow where'd you go and they'll name a lake or a stream or something and I'm like I don't even know where that is and and again you're not going to see it all you're not going to know every single time but there are, there are those type of places to discover that's one of the kind of the cool things about moving like I did from Billings to uh, Missoula to Great Falls to Helena is that each each little they're not really urban centers, but each town, each city has like their favorite little areas. Like when you live in in uh, in in Billings, a lot of people go fish the Stillwater River. Sure, a lot of people go up to uh, like Mystic Lake. They go up to Emerald Lake. Those are common places to go, which are really cool places. And then you go over to Missoula; they have no idea where those places are. So they go to different places, and then you go to Great Falls, and they don't know where those places are. They go to different places. And here in Helena, you discover Park Lake is a place where people go, and then you go up right. there and you catch grayling. And uh, it's it's just it's that's been a cool part of that kind of going into each of these cities that we have and and discovering the differences in them. Yeah, and and again, I think you know having having a sense uh, or a curiosity and needing to explore better be wired into you mm -hmm. uh, because even if you're just living a suburban life with your kids and they're coming up through school you're going to need to explore because your kids are going to be playing sports or doing activities with their school and you're going to have to go four and a half hours away but when you first moved here you, know? you didn't have the family with you and you got to explore oh i got to do it all on my because you were you, you, that's all you had to do yep <laughs> i had a jeep i had two dogs and nothing to do no friends and uh, a clean slate. I got very lucky um, that I, I had that opportunity to do that for the you better part of six months. You were just cruising around what's over the next hill, and that was kind of cool. 100%. Got stuck a lot, by the way. Over the next hill, I found out was snow. A lot of snow. A lot of the time. But I remember the questions about, can you just go anywhere? I'm like, yeah, go anywhere. I don't care. That part's uh, weird. Where do you fish at? I'm like, where there's water. Uh, try, you know, if you take your rod with you and fish wherever you see water, and you just... No, like this, this, you mean nah. they can't kick you off? And I'm like, no, not, you know, didn't I explain to you the access laws? And, yep. But there's that whole me growing up here, me knowing these things and then seeing and being kind of aware that there is a difference in these other places, uh, that Montana is different in some of these aspects, I think was, uh, was also a little eye opening for me to learn that eh, not everybody has it quite so good. No, uh, nobody. I mean, very few people do. There's just, you know, part of it's the Western U.S., but there's a there's a much greater degree to which uh, this is it's just a foreign environment and it takes some getting used to and you're not necessarily going to get a ton of help um you know because there are people that are like no new guy go figure it out and so we figured it out you figure it out <laughs> and then you're like okay well i guess i'll just go out here and hope i don't get lost and then you get lost and then you got to find your way out um and i did a great deal of that but if you don't have that if you don't have a desire and a curiosity to do that, this place would probably, it could be pretty daunting.
Yeah, and uh, you know, going back to where we started with this was kind of our our backstory and things that we um, I wanted to cover a little bit about because uh, last week we were talking about the meanness. We got in a little bit right. of rivalry of the Grizz and Cats, which are we're full on football season now. But one of the uh, one of the background things that I did and I got to do that was really cool as I was doing my broadcast thing here in Montana mostly is I got to be a part of the uh, the Grizzlies uh radio show i was doing their pregame show i was doing the postgame show for the grizzlies i was doing you know a sideline stuff in between and so um that aspect of the sports broadcasting here in the state to me that was like the pinnacle of sports and i thought it was a great time it was during i was 96 to 99 and i had a great time doing that and every time i go back to missoula to a grizz game i say hi to the broadcast boys who were still over there doing it and um and so that that is because people will ask you here in this state and and they've wondered and they've asked me before like why are you a grizz fan you didn't go to school there <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah, but I was on the broadcast team, and that's what cemented me as part of that deal. And, and so, there's that's the one of the reasons, and one of the questions, I guess, why are you why are you a Grizz fan? So, if we're going to tell our story about who we are and what yeah. what, what the whole deal is, that's got to be a part of it. Well, and now my the interesting thing too for me is watching now my kids because my boy was in kindergarten, I think. You know, he's now uh, now in sixth grade, going mm -hmm. into his first year of middle school. My daughter's starting high school. They've both lived here longer than they've lived anywhere else, which is weird to say. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the, my my son has almost no memory of living anywhere else because he was so young when we were moving, the majority of our moving around the country. And you, you get to watch what happens when all of the things that were new for me, we we're talking about all those adventures, like, what do you mean I can just go anywhere and the public access is a real thing and they're hundreds of square miles in every direction of public land and all this stuff that just if you grew up east of the mississippi you have no idea is even a thing yeah and and these two yahoos that i'm raising are like well yeah <laughs> you went out and shot an elk so what good for you lots of people do that my friend did that he's in he's 11 I'm like right you know what shut up it's like a lifetime achievement award for me and he's like i don't know my friend tristan did it when he was yeah. gone for three hours and he came back the next morning like i don't know brought it for show and they're tell. gonna start insulting places that they've lived before oh yeah no <laughs> it's already happened. they forget that they're from there well and, and they're not from there i mean if they <laughs> if you have no memory right you know if you're so young that you don't i don't know I, i've shown my son some places we've lived like the actual houses pulled up in front of them and go yeah. well he's like i got nothing why are you sitting in front of this house i'm like that's where we used to live i never lived there like <laughs> yeah you did. all right well i guess you know, for better or worse, I'm raising these two little, these two little Montana kids, mm -hmm. and and seeing the world through their eyes and the access that they have, and especially I wouldn't have expected it, but it's my daughter, the high schooler, she's the one that's most fiercely committed to here. Um, you know, something uh, it was a year or so, not quite a year after I got here, I got a pretty lucrative job offer to leave, mm -hmm. and uh, and and go take a big job and thought about it you know it's not not going to get those offers very often right and had the conversation and it came down to the kids and mm -hmm. they were like no like this is this is where i want to be i i like this i like yeah. what i've got here i like i like my prospects get you know other things and um and raising those two here has been the experience but they they hit me very early on with the grizz cat thing well, who are we, Dad? Like, which one are we? I was like, well, I don't know yet. I don't have a good answer for that. 
I'm like something's got to happen you know hook you well and then i told him you know my stupid radio brain i'm like well you know what if i need to pick between two teams and i don't have anything uh to say about any of them or any real experience or knowledge i have a mascot fight so that's how we're gonna do this <laughs> and i'm pretty sure a grizzly bear could kill a bobcat straight away i don't feel like that's a, a great deal of challenge considering the weight differential he's got the better reach um generally speaking they're in foul mood so i guess grizz you know i was like i don't know if one of you goes to the other college then that and you're in a position where you came from real you know what 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 the uh what the country would see as the some of the biggest college rivalries and and see what it's right. like in this state and go oh look they got their thing it's the here same too thing. it's uh, yeah it's very much uh just it's just a it the schools aren't as known, uh, you know. They are nationally, but not not to the extent of Michigan and Ohio State. Well, that one's or Michigan, different. even Michigan State. Yeah, that one's different. Yeah, it's a, that's a that's a level that, uh, and that's the reason why we can't get uh, game day to come here. Uh, <laughs> well, the problem <laughs> when those two teams play, they're over there. I was going to say. Well, the problem is, yeah, it's always late in November. Yeah. when Auburn's playing Alabama, Michigan's playing Ohio State, rivalry week. Penn State's playing Pitt. You know, yeah. there's always like this crazy slate of games. I will say this, and I said it at the time when I realized that the the in-state game is called the Brawl of the Wild, <laughs> and that is the coolest name. <laughs> For any of these games, you can keep your Iron Bowl. You know, I mean, the Michigan Ohio State game, they just call it the game. Like, they gave absolutely, no, it's the most Midwestern right. thing possible. Like, which game? The game. The game. You know, there's yeah. more than what. Well, yeah, you yeah. can't say the. Oh, if the you're, right. If you're from Michigan, you don't say the ever because it's idiots in Columbus. But yep. uh, yeah, it's it, that part of it right there. I was like, well, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Well, we made up with that with the worst trophy ever that looks like a big pile of dew. So, uh, <laughs> it does look like a prototype for what became the poop emoji. It does. If you ever come across a giant pile of bear shit, this is what the trophy looks like with a helmet of football on it. It's that's just what it looks like. Just the remains of some young football player that was eaten by a bear. This we is have what... a state full of extremely <laughs> talented sculptors, and that's what they went with. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, the trophy's not great. <laughs> the brawl of the wild's brilliant. The two colors on the field make you got red and blue. Yeah. You know, you got, there's a lot to like there, and the fans get into it, and that's all that matters. It's you know the one thing. One, the thing, one of the things I pick up moving around the country is as you cover sports, especially the fans make the experience. Mm -hmm. I've become, you know, you, you, you move to different towns and you don't have an emotional attachment to the teams. What I discovered was I was a fan of fans. Um, you know, that's why I was happy that as we record this on the week of, uh, September 15th, um, I was happy to see Scott Frost finally fired in Nebraska. I don't care about the Huskers per se, mm -hmm. but those fans, man. Could somebody please win some games for those people? Right. They're the sweetest, tailgatingest folks on the planet, and they traveled to Ireland to see their team get drilled by those nerds from Northwestern. Yeah. And then you get beat by, I don't know, Southern Alabama Baptist or whatever it was in in Lincoln. College like, football is better uh, when there's teams outside of the South that are good. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I just want to see fans rewarded, and the fans here – Make the experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've done a couple of viewing parties and had a couple of things, and we're far from both campuses. We're kind of in the middle, about an hour and a half in either direction. 
But man, oh man, those colors show up and people are talking trash yep. and, and having their fun and they're singing their songs and they're doing their chant. And like all of that is what makes the experience. And Montana's got that in space. Well, that rivalry's better when both teams are good too. So that's that. Uh, as much as the Grizzly fans like me hate the Bobcats and, and uh, will tell you so, uh, we, and I can't cheer for them. I cannot do it. I've tried. I cannot do it. It's impossible physically for me uh, it's on a deep deep level that i can't do it but i do like the game and i like the rivalry better when the cats are good it's just better that way well, it means something better yeah if I you mean, win that game and you can't go well it's a down year i was a broadcaster during the streak and the streak was sure. the 17 games in a row that the, that the that the grizzlies won i was it was and it was fun yeah it was awesome to be a grizzly fan there but now it is a better rivalry. It's better. It's you know, and, and Montana State having a better tailgate and having bigger crowds and improving their stadium is is also much much better. It's be- it brings better athletes in. It raises everything, and that's what's fun about it now. And those college environments, um, I, I will tell you, just from my own personal experience, is better. I would rather watch the NFL on television. I would rather watch college football in person. It's always better in person because of the crowds, because of the fans. And Montana's no exception in that regard. If you get a chance to go to one of those Montana, Montana State games, Bozeman or Missoula, yep. uh, get the tickets, go, go early, uh, be ready to you know to walk around and, and wander through the tailgates and, and have yourself that experience because you owe it to yourself to do that. All of this conversation um you know uh, hopefully underlines a couple of things one answering the question that we've gotten plenty of like who are you and what do you stand who for who are you and why am i listening to you talk about this as opposed to i don't know somebody from the national geographic channel that wrestles bears well this this is who we are uh and and the reason that we decided to do this whole thing is because as you may have picked up we could go off on any tangent you want to talk about elk hunting for an hour i, I could bore you to tears sure um you want to talk about college football we can do that there's just so much to love here. Um, and well, and there's a reason two guys who are broadcasters who come from completely different backgrounds, just as we discussed, right. who took wildly different routes to end up in the same room, can still have discussions like this where we can do a podcast episode. We can talk about whatever you want to. And it's because we have the same interests and because of the reasons we are here is also the reasons we're able to do what we're doing right now. And it's why I have, you know, it's, it's what I, I try to tell people when, you, if you get the inevitable question, like, wow, Montana, what, what brought you to Montana? I was like, I could explain it, mm-hmm. but if I have to, you probably wouldn't get it. That's exactly right. You know, if, if, if you're not immediate, if your eyes don't get a little wide at the notion of like, ooh, wow, they've got this and this and that, right? And like, yeah, they've got all of that. And they've got about 27,000 things you've never thought of. It is very much like Alaska in that regard, too, because if you, if you say Alaska, everybody goes, oh, they got some sort of idea. If you don't, if you don't have an idea, if I say Alaska to you and you're like, it's uh, north, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's where that conversation can end because you're just not – if it doesn't ignite something in you, um, you know – then yeah, you're probably going to want to stay in Boston. Alaska is one of those places, and and I would say almost any of the major cities, New York, even Boston, L.A., they're the same way in the fact that it it doesn't take a, lots of people want to visit, lots of people will visit, right? To want to live there, different is different. It is. It takes a it takes a different a uh, different kind of mentality and a different kind of personality, and and hopefully, if you're one of those people who's tuned in, who doesn't know why listening to the two of us run on at the mouth and interview all these people uh that gives you a little bit and and also a little bit of perspective because if you're listening from california you're like well i watch yellowstone and i know all about it you don't know 
shit about <laughs> any of it because it isn't that TV show. But there's a lot here to like if you've got the right kind of frame of mind, if you've got the right mentality, and you're interested in in the kind of things that this place can deliver that no other place can. It can be a playground. It, it can be a wonderland. You look at the guests that we've had, and the and, spectrum and is see, crazy. See what runs. You know, we had a guy like like uh, like uh, uh, Nick Wilder who, who was. German. <laughs> He's a German actor. Went to Florida, went to California, ended up here, and has stayed here. 25 years? he, with his background, still saw something here that he had to have and right. still does. And then you have uh, Brock Heward, who discovered it through his kids, and his, his, uh, his daughter's going to college here. The next one's going to college here as well. He's He's found something they have found something here as well and that's kind of the common thread about what what happens here like you said unless you get it you you there's a frank a saying if you live here you get it if you live here you get it and that's the, these people might come from these different backgrounds but this is much there's something about it that you can't explain that you you have to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And if it if it speaks to you there's still there's still room to do things right. I know there's no room here. Um you know, I, I think you just got to be, you, you got to have that curiosity. You and, got, and you got to like what's here. As little as life experiences I've had, because I didn't moved in a whole lot of places, I haven't traveled a whole lot. You haven't I covered still, probably 500 miles no, in I've, all of your moves combined. <laughs> still, I know it's not far. I still consider myself pretty lucky to value the things that we're talking about within this state. I think I'm, I think it, it just resonated with me so early. And my friends would be like, I got to go see the world. I'm going to get the military. I'm going to go see Europe. I'm going to go to... And I was just like, man, this place is cool. <laughs> I really right. like it. Well, and if you've got what you want, you know, who could blame you for, for not leaving? I needed to... I wanted to see all of the stuff. And after I saw all of the stuff, this is where I wanted to be. Yeah. And, and I don't think I'm alone in that. So thank you for taking some time. Hopefully that answers the questions uh, that we had been getting uh, about... Who are you? Why did yeah. you do this? Why am I bothering with it? And thank you for bothering with it. Uh, we'll get back and we'll do it again next week. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe to this thing wherever you found it. And uh, we'll see you next week.